Okay, recording started. You can start when ready. All right. Good afternoon, everybody. It is Sunday at the time of this recording, 1 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, this is Gaming Sessions and Everything Under the Sun. I am, of course, David, a.k.a. Vincent DB82. And over in his secret command bunker is Gerald, a.k.a. Sukunode. What's up, everybody? So, how was your week? I had a decent week. Nothing really to complain about. Nothing to, uh, nothing to rave about. It was all. It was just a week. So no, no deep dives into. Say again, you cut out. Into anything? <laughs> oh, no deep dives into uh, anything you were playing or anything. Uh, not really. Um, mostly uh, practicing Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, I'm kind of off the total war kick. Uh, I think I splurred. I, I basically did everything I wanted to do. So the only time I really have an urge to play it is when, um, I'm playing co-op with somebody. Um, and unfortunately crit hasn't been available for that. So I've kind of fallen off of that. Um, I've got to get back to code vein. I haven't as of yet. Um, I really just need to sit down and play it, but I've been, I've been writing, I've been rereading some of my favorite book series, so, um, uh, I'm, uh, almost done with the first book in the series of the Night Side again, and I remember why mm. I, reading it again I just remember why I love that series so much it's really really good and actually uh, since one of our topics is going to be the TV show Lucifer the first season I was reading the night side and I was like uh, other than the personality differences uh, and, and just the general difference in the world building um it's kind of, Lucifer is kind of similar to uh, the night side because they both have a uh, sort of murder mystery uh, uh, plot line basically like it's a, it's a, what is the, what is the word for the genre of book? Uh, I don't know if it's just murder mystery. I think it's something else. It's a uh, uh, what, Nightside? Yeah. Urban Fantasy? No, it's something else. Like Detective? Books, yeah. The, the, uh, maybe Detective, but it's a detective-like story. Where, oh, you're thinking of Noir. Um, I mean, it like is detective noir. noir. Is that the genre? Yeah. Okay. Then, That's yeah. kind of kind of like how Dresden Files is is noir. It's urban fantasy noir. Okay. Then yeah. Um. So they're kind they they're similar in that aspect because they center around investigations and figuring out a mystery and stuff while the characters interact. Um. 
So that might be why I like Lucifer as much as I do. Uh, Keep watch for um, special items. Uh, I checked out a couple of. Uh, I checked out a new anime series. Um, read through a couple of mangas. Uh, let's see. Well, that just sounds like a normal workout routine. Yeah. Um, How did you get super strong on a million push-ups, a million sit-ups, and a thousand kilometers a day? Mm. <laughs> Genetics, I guess. <laughs> oh, I think I sent you an invite to the team. <sighs> did you? Mm -hmm. Oh, you did. Okay. I don't know. I didn't do anything really specific outside of uh, practicing in my fighting games. Um, Listen to some podcasts. Um, uh, well, what podcast did you listen to? Just out of curiosity. Uh, well, I was listening to Castle Super Beast, uh, done by Wooly Wolves and Angriest Pat. Who are two of the YouTubers and Twitcher, uh, Twitch streamers that I uh, really enjoy watching? Um, I listen okay. to a YouTube video, which is basically a podcast in and of itself, by Plague of Gripes, who is also a YouTuber I really enjoy uh, listening to and watching. Um, uh, Don't forget to collect the bombs. I already did. Uh, once you're done, we can go ahead and hop into a hunt. Um, I I can't say that there was anything expressly, like, that I got expressly absorbed into this week. Um, nothing mm. I can really pinpoint. Um, I tried to do some more For Honor, and, like, ugh, I've gotten... Because that's a topic that we'll be discussing today. Yeah. <laughs> uh... And I am, I am so bad at that game now. Like I am really, really bad at that game now. Um, well, I mean, were you playing at a competitive, you know, like uh, Miyamoto Musashi run at each other? Then there's the the flash of black light, and then the you're they're both standing there, you know, like classic anime style, and the other dude just like falls in half. That that's not a thing that happens in that game. <laughs> if you want that, you want Samurai Showdown, because that's a thing that happens in Samurai Showdown. That actually didn't we talk about that? I think I saw it for like the Neo Geo version for three bucks. No, I'm talking about the new one. We did talk about it, but we were we were trying to figure uh, yeah, out the fifty dollar one. Yeah, we were trying to figure out all the different uh, platforms that Samurai Showdown was on. But the new Samurai Showdown literally does exactly what you're talking about. There is a, a uh, classic anime style run at each other, and then the flash of light, yeah. and then your enemy falls down dead. If the if the damage <laughs> of the move does enough damage, there's a so there's a a move in the new Samurai Showdown that costs meter, um, and when you have yeah. enough meter, you do it, and it does that slash. 
and then it does the sort of black and white or uh, black and or like sort of black and burgundy and it shows the slash and it'll show a spurt of blood and if it and it does a massive amount of damage so normally if you're at half health or lower it kills mm. um but yeah like th that expressly happens in that in the newest version but no no my my week this week was pretty mundane um mm. Yeah, well, for my week, I've been off work because of the whole um, issue with Christy going back to the hospital. But the good news, the so here's here's the funny thing. It's a good thing she's on my health insurance because the remember I told you about the medicine that came that like is like six months old comes from Atlanta. Mm -hmm was four thousand seven hundred and one dollars which is base cost yeah it's utterly ridiculous but yeah, yeah with, and i made the with comment. insurance yeah with insurance it was 80. Yeah. well that was worth the 80 because she doesn't have the c diff anymore knock on wood nice yeah i made the comment that the medical industry is an industry it shouldn't be, but there's, it is. There's no profit in healthy people. No profit. Well, yeah, no profit in healthy people. <laughs> like that makes me think of because Chris Rock said the same thing, and uh, I think bigger his stand up bigger and blacker years and years ago. He was like, "Ain't no money in the cure. They want you. They they want to they want to keep you at just good enough." right just to keep you coming mm. back for the fix um and actually if i'm not mistaken i have been i've been seeing rumors that he's doing he's getting ready to do a new stand-up so i'm really looking forward to that mm. um, and here i was thinking he sold out doing that whole afro circus bit on uh what the fuck was that escape from the zoo animated movie Mm, I I do not. Madagascar. Know. Oh, was he in Madagascar? Yeah, he was the friggin' zebra. I never watched it. I, the moment I saw Madagascar, I was like, "That's stupid," and decided not to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> like it just didn't interest me in any way. Um, like there's the whole bit where he's like Afro. Well, if we're talking about him selling out, he probably sold out way before then because he was doing Adam Sandler movies. Um, but I thought him and Adam Sandler were best buds, just like all his other best buds that are in all his movies. Well, it doesn't mean he didn't sell out doing them because all those, all most of those Adam Sandler movies that all that Sadler did for all of his friends are bad. <laughs> like, like they all did it for basically a paycheck and the hangout, which is honestly fine. Cause I think Adam Sandler is the one who produced them. So it's fine. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you're going to say he sold out, he probably sold out that. Um. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, you... of course, it's like his. Yeah. You go ahead. Okay. 
put us into a hunt. Yeah, his his production company I think is called Happy Madison Production. But uh, yeah, it's uh, slightly off topic. Uh, Rift Stalker, by the way, just in case you want to use a different loadout. Okay, chain blades it is. Um, but uh, so there's that. Um, it seems like no matter how much I sleep, I'm still tired, which really sucks. Um, let's see what else. I did some play for of For Honor. That actually it was free for games with gold. I think two years ago mm. or something. So I had it in my in my library of ready to install. So I downloaded it, installed it, and it's interesting and i'll talk more about that when we get to that segment um and like i had told gerald yesterday i believe it was or friday i used uh the first two steps of the snowflake method writing method for my uh i call it my untitled mech story but i do believe i have a title for it now mm-hmm and an actual uh, basic plot. Because for the longest time, I've been a, a pantser in writing terminology. That's someone who just writes by the seat of their pants. If what I'm, if what I'm read in the book is to be believed, a very famous pantser goes by the name of Stephen King, <laughs> which would uh, explain why he seems to meander about the plot. Yeah. Like he does. But, uh, so there was that. Uh, played some Destiny. Got my Randy's throwing knife, which was a pain in the ass to get because you had to get scout rifle kills in Crucible. I got the Komodo, which is a linear fusion rifle. I got the Exit Strategy which is a, gam- a Gambit uh, primary submachine gun. And then at that point last night, I was like, well, I could work on some of these strike ones, but I don't really care. And then went to bed. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, pretty much that's been my week. Yeah. I'm glad so... Christy's doing better now that she's gotten the, the new medication. That's good. Yeah, definitely. Um, so now it's just the, uh, they call it a CITES is, is the uh, medical terminology, but it's, uh, like pockets in the intestine that can easily form abscesses or can be breeding grounds for C. diff. Just have to get rid of those now, which will come once the, cause I guess, you know, the body can only. 100% fight one infection at a time. Right. So, you know, once uh, once the big the big bad guy on the block gets taken down, uh, you know, her immune system can start working on the other shit. Yeah. So, so far so good, fingers crossed, all that good stuff. Yeah. We'll hope for the best. I don't th- and I don't think I'll be able to take another week off or another day off from work for a while. <laughs> well, it's work. <laughs> yeah. 
And they only Necessary give you the days evils. off so they can be like, Did you already have time off? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. It reminds me of a thing I saw on Facebook either it was either yesterday or today is like uh like this uh kind of an info meme of a dude's like, you know, I've I've quit five jobs. I put two week notices in on each one. Each one fired me before the two week notice. So, you know, the job doesn't care about you. Take the time off you need. Spend time with your friends, family, this, this, and that. And I'm thinking, yeah, that sounds good. But you know who don't take time off? The bill collectors. Mm -mm. They do not. Bill is always there to collect his money. Bill's like Jody. He's always there. Uh-oh. Okay, why does this <laughs> thing have a literal map-wide attack? Because reasons? I don't, I don't know. It's part of the Riftstalker's milieu, I guess. That uh, when you when it sinks down, it takes everybody. Nope, nope, nope. Get back here. Get back here. Back. Yeah, that's right. Take it. So, uh, yeah, so last week we were going to go over Lucifer, but due to the connection issues I was having, that I'm not having now, thankfully, uh, we will start with our favorite fallen angel this time. Yeah. Oh, and before and... we get into it, I actually want to uh, make some amendments in uh, not the last podcast, I think, but the podcast before. The last one, I was talking about the new season three for uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, and uh, I was saying how there you were mean... certain things they didn't fix. Okay. Um, no, 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 no. Oh, fuck. It turns okay, out fuck. that I was wrong about one of them. The snapback meta, apparently, I'm not going to say they fixed it because we don't know yet until we get season three and can play it and see how it, but it looks like they did address it. So if if it is remembered, but uh, if okay, it, and if you remember, um, the snapback meta is when you force a character off screen and pull another character from the opponent's team onto the field, uh, and uh, you can choose okay. which one. Well, the way they did it, the way it was working, is you could mathematically put them in pressure instantly upon them coming back into the screen um so uh what they did is it looks like they increased the speed at which you could uh at which you, the character comes uh back onto the that comes onto the field Ow. that way Ow, my uh, everything hurts <laughs> Uh, that way it can't be abused as much. So we'll have to wait and see if uh, how much that works. Okay. Um, but I wanted to make that amendment because I hadn't noticed that they had done that in the trailer. Um, so, when, okay, so snapback, is that similar to um, find a place to hide that's above ground? Ow. I just run around in circles. It usually dodges them. <laughs> Not all the time, though. Is that like, uh, what was it? Mortal, the first Mortal Kombat where Scorpion had that attack that would wrap around the screen? 
kind of similar to that. Mm -hmm. uh, so, because Dragon Ball Fighters is a team fighter, so it means you have three characters uh -huh. on your team. Only one character is on the on the uh, screen at uh, a time. So, right. what a snapback is is you grab the current character and you kick them off the screen and you force okay. one of the other characters onto the screen. Gotcha. So it's like I've had enough of your bullshit. Bring me someone else. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. So we've got that addressed now. Season one of Lucifer. It's a good thing we didn't air that one last week, because uh, by the time we got to that, I was uh, a little too high on milk of the hoppy. Yeah. But uh, but from what I remember, so Lucifer leaves hell because he was put there for starting the rebellion against, you know, God's favorite creation. And in the in terms of the of the TV show based on the comic with Neil Gaiman and one of the guys from DC, um, so he leaves Hell, takes one of his demons with him, or she comes with him just to make sure he doesn't get in trouble, and he opens a nightclub in Los Angeles, and pretty much every day is uh, is wine me dine me sixty nine me. To, to men and women alike because Lucifer doesn't discriminate. What? Well, what apparently happened? he does because I've been watching him discriminate pretty often. So was that before or after he really gets feelings for the detective? Um, in both cases. Well, I mean, I don't think I don't think you're going to find Lucifer getting it on with a 300-pound something. You know, the, the chicks and dudes have to be pretty. Well, even ones that are. It's like he... Uh, it's one of the things about the show that I was like... Uh, that I'm starting Get to away. notice is that uh, it has consistency issues. Like... Um, hmm. And... Uh, Lucifer didn't get put into hell because of the rebellion. The rebellion happened because he was put in hell, because he was put in charge of it. Hmm. Yeah, he was given the job to lord over hell before the rebellion, and that's what caused the rebellion, because he didn't want the job, so he rebelled. And then he, and then after he was defeated, he was basically stuck, and then he was like, "Well, screw it, I quit." Hmm. That's. I'm assuming that's from the, the Neil Gaiman and, and comics version, because the biblical version was he was the one who rebelled and was cast into hell for it. But that's. Well, I'm going by the I'm there. going by the show's lore, not the actual biblical lore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If we, so, if we yeah, want to he... talk about biblical Lucifer, then yeah, it he he rebelled over the whole human thing. Oh, actually, yeah. and that brings up a really good point. Uh -oh. Lucifer's kind of a giant pedophile. <laughs> and an incestuous one at that. Because <laughs> humanity <clears throat> is still God's creation, which actually makes us all his little brothers and sisters, nieces, nephews, so on and so forth. And he has done nothing since he got to Earth. Well, one of the biggest things he's done since he's got to Earth 
is have sex with as many of us as he could. Right. <laughs> Regardless of whether there's T's and V's or, or D. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I get what you're saying. So he's a pedophile because he's like millennia old. Before we had even been created. Yeah. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Like yeah, the show okay. kind of, the show doesn't even address that issue at all. <laughs> it's just, it's just like you, you make a fair it, point. Don't pay attention to that. <laughs> it's like you uh, make a fair point, but uh, yeah. So um, we get introduced to the detective. Uh, that would be Detective Chloe Decker of the LAPD. Huh. Um, when there's a murder that happens in Lucifer's Club, Am I, I believe I'm correct on that, right? Uh. Yes. No. Is it in his club? No, 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 no. Yeah, it's, I think... it's not a murder in his club. It's because one of the clients that he uh, did a favor for came to see him, and she was, and he and her were shot in a drive-by shooting. Hmm. Um, and that's how he met the detective because she was put on that case. Yeah. And then from there, it becomes kind of a uh, a supernatural police procedural. It's like, uh, you know, law and order meets literally supernatural. Yeah. Which, but that's not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Well, there's not as a, much a, supernatural. A wonderful show. Well, I mean, to the, well, yeah, and, and you'll get into how you think all the the angels' powers are inconsistent. Yes, the pain. The pain is quite real. <laughs> Always digging holes. But, uh, so yeah, so he, that's how the case starts off. And then once he kind of gets a taste for the danger of a case, he wants to mm -hmm. do it again. Like, Lucifer yeah. is, is and, and this is one of the things that's so, that's so weird. And, this is outside of the first season. So th this is one of the things that I talk about when I go, I don't ask much from a story outside of consistency. Keep your story straight. Like, especially since this is a story very much about investigations and solving mysteries, the one thing that you need to do as a criminal is, you know, keep your story straight, right? Like, don't keep changing it. So, I and this is going to be spoilers. So if you don't want spoilers, uh, you want to stop listening for about I don't know a minute or two while I while I explain something. Um, uh, and spoiler alert in five, four, three, two, one. You've been warned. So mm. later on in the series, so the way Lucifer acts doesn't make sense because later on in the series it is stated that he's been on earth throughout almost all of human history damn it but he doesn't act like it he acts like he when in the first season he acts like he's j he just got to earth five years ago 
And then they, and what they do is they make, uh, they, uh, the way they imply it is yeah. that, uh, get dead, fucker. They imply that he makes, I guess, visits to Earth, which I guess could explain it, but they don't talk about, like, they don't really. So I guess it could explain it because they kind of imply that it's not that he's been around the entire time, but that he makes visits to Earth, right? But that still doesn't right. explain why he acts kind of like a giant two-year-old. Because <laughs> he acts like he is completely unfamiliar with human society, with with, with human manner, human mannerisms, or anything. But he's at, interacted with humans on multiple occasions, so it doesn't make any sense. It, like it, like spe like specifically, uh, Decker's child. Like when we're introduced to Decker's child, Lucifer's like, "What is that? <laughs> Why yeah. is it hugging me?" <laughs> yeah, it's like. So they they literally t they either the show literally in its canon states Lucifer has either visited Earth on several different occasions and intermingled with humanity, or he's been on Earth for thousands of years. Yet he has no he he doesn't understand how to act like a person, right? Like he doesn't understand simple human interactions that anyone who's been around a group of people for a couple of years should know. Like, even even when we first start off the show, he's apparently been on Earth for five years. And, you're t and right. yet he doesn't understand even the simplest, like, human social, like, do's and don'ts. Right? Mm. It's like... <laughs> Like and, and that just doesn't make sense to me because they talk about constantly how, as the devil, he understands human beings and how they work better than they themselves do. Yet he doesn't act like he does. It, it all mm. it all derives from his ability to draw up people's desires and have them tell him what their deepest desires are. But there, he doesn't actually understand human beings. So it's yeah. like yeah. I can see that. It's this jumping back and forth. It's this weird jumping back and forth. Um uh when it comes to the angel's powers, so so there was a thing that I noticed is like when we when he first runs into Decker and we there is and we learn later on in the in, 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 uh in the episodes that she makes him vulnerable that like because she shot him in the leg and we didn't know specifically that it was her at the time but we assumed her being around is what made him vulnerable but there's a there's in the first two episodes there's that part where she's there and he gets shot in the back like several times and then in the chest and is unaffected at all hmm so so it, you're you're screaming inconsistency here well it, is guessing? that not inconsistent uh, it doesn't the uh 
trying to order my thoughts here, as uh, Gerald likes to say. Um, it's not until he realizes he has feelings for her that it, her being in proximity to her starts affecting I think. Well, okay. So, but how does that work, though? Because he doesn't even realize he has feelings for her. And and the thing is, the very next time that happens, apparently he, uh, the very next time he gets injured in her presence, it starts to happen. Like, he starts to be vulnerable. And that's like two episodes later during the kidnapping episode. Mm. So. <clears throat> and I'm not I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> the the reasoning, I think, if I'm, I'm trying to remember, because, you know, I, I probably should have watched some Lucifer before this podcast, but I was busy doing other things. Um, it was, and I'm trying to remember which which specific angels show up in Lucifer because it's I only say Amenadiel it at this point. In the first season, yeah, uh, I think it's only Amenadiel. Yeah, but then I'm trying to remember who was it that uh, got Chloe's mom pregnant for her to have Chloe because it was, it was her like one of well but there was it was like a part of God's long game. Well no, it amenity and this is also a spoiler for 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 those who don't want any spoilers. Uh 5 4 3 3 2, two one. 1 spoiled. Um no, amenity is the angel who led her father and mother, who got her father and mother together so that she could be born. Okay, yeah. As, uh, but it was still, it was one of God's long games. Which I'm pretty sure being eons old, he's he or she however, is a and I probably should have been running for that. Um, a master at long games. But yeah, so there was that bit, and that's either in season two or three that that's brought up that we find out, the audience finds out yeah, that um, Chloe was born of, I guess, divine will? Yeah, you could say of divine will. Yeah, so there's that bit that kind of no. saps his power, I, I found guess. it. I'll throw up a flare. I am. I am. Okay, there we go. Right. Land him right in on top of a friggin' one of those stupid blasts out at me. So is there a specific part you need from this guy? Uh, uh, you told me to make some dark gear so that we could beat up on the giant, uh, dark bird thing. 
Oh no! You, well, you need light gear for the for the shroud. You need dark gear for the Rezakiri, the giant dragonfly with the long ass fucking tail. Uh oh. Huh. Wait, no. Dark gear is well, yeah, the dark damage, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so no, yeah. I need a dark but gear, you need... that's why I'm farming him. Yeah, but you need light weapons for the shroud. Well, right, but right now I'm just getting the, the, the dark gear for defense, because I was getting hit really hard. Yeah, those hits were, like, hurting you in the everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn it. But, uh... So I'm trying to think what else for season oh. one. Ah, the, uh, yeah. So <laughs> he's got like his, his, his trick is that he can, um, force someone to tell them his deep, his deepest desire. And he ends up using that to essentially bypass their, <laughs> <laughs> these criminals' Fifth Amendment rights. <laughs> well, yeah. But, you know, it's TV, so... There is so much breaking of the law in Lucifer. Like, <laughs> so much breaking of the law. And only sometimes does it actually make sense that he gets away with it. It only makes sense that he gets away with it sometimes. There are a lot of times when it's like, how has he not been arrested and jailed? Like, that's not how this works. <laughs> but then again, it's also well, L.A. It's, it's also the LAPD, yeah. so, well. <laughs> and, uh, and that wonderful thing called plot armor. That, too. <laughs> but, uh, so he's got that that he uses to, you know, basically get the criminals to criminate Why themselves. are you guys standing in the bad? Don't stand in the bad. <laughs> well, when it when he puts out all these portals like this, there's pretty much bad everywhere. But then he has the devil face, which just scares the shit out of people. Yeah. And he talks about how he's never lied to Chloe, and he's like, I'm the devil and stuff like that. I was, I'm sitting here like, guy, you could so easily solve the belief problem by just showing her your devil face. Or just picking somebody up. Do, do, do something that would be inhumanly possible. You know, that wouldn't be humanly possible. It, like, well, he's done it. Like well, there no, was, uh, no. he hasn't done it to show her. He'll do things, and then she'll not be sure what she's seeing. But he could just outright prove it. Um, like uh, yeah, I guess that's I guess that's more of that plot armor. Because if I saw like a hundred and seventy pound dude pick up a two hundred pound dude and throw him like he was a raggedy and doll I'd be like how the fuck did he do that well right and she does that like he pushes the one dude through the class and she's like I can't explain it but she dismisses like all she immediately dismisses all the uh, evidence that something weirder is going on but and she keeps not believing him but he 
could easily have just shown her his devil face, which he flashes constantly throughout the series. And, uh, and apparently the only people who can see his devil face when he uses it is, uh, is apparently, um, Mother? Uh, the only people who can apparently see his devil face are the people he actually shows it to. Um, but then again, but then again, that doesn't make any sense because when he was showing his devil face to the girl who faked her kidnapping, um, Chloe caught a glimpse of it in his reflection. Yeah, I was gonna say, wasn't there one where he did the devil face and there was like a mirror or? It was nighttime and he was next to a window. Yeah, like he's honestly done his devil face so many times at a point in time when everyone should have seen it, yet only the person he was focused on saw it. So it doesn't... Uh, this is what I mean about the... <laughs> and they don't explain jack crap about it, right? They don't explain that, oh, well, the only people who see it are the people he actually focuses on, that he shows it to, right? Because... And, and you would have... Uh, you might have come to that conclusion until Chloe sees it in the reflection. And then it's like, okay, so if people see his reflection, maybe they can see a glimpse of, like, I guess his true nature is what that's supposed to be implying. But that is the Ooh. only time it ever happens. <laughs> so, like, what are the rules here? Oh, um, no, the rules are located in the plot armor. Apparently. <laughs> right next to the, uh, there's the specific plot reasons for him to be vulnerable. The, yeah. the explanation's right next to that. Yeah, because that actually doesn't make any sense either. Um, <laughs> like, why Chloe makes him vulnerable. Because we, we, we are specifically shown constantly that she's just human. And I guess you could say, so I was thinking about it, and I guess you could go, well, perhaps the implication is that by Lucifer falling in love with her, because to do so, to have, to, to have feelings for another being like that is to make yourself vulnerable, then maybe that's what it's supposed oh, to imply. Oh, I should have jumped there. Uh, maybe it is implying that by by falling in love with her, he is making himself vulnerable. To, but why would he, it make him vulnerable to other to other people instead of just her? Because he's not he's not falling in love with everyone else. He's not making him. He wouldn't be making himself vulnerable to other human beings. He would only be making himself vulnerable to her. So she should actually be the only one who can hurt him. Why does she create a kill Lucifer zone? That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Um, so yeah, it's, it's and, basically the opposite of a gun-free zone. It's a guns work only here zone. Right, and also, <laughs> why is he... And, if, and let's say the change is because he's falling in love with her. So let's let's go along the train of thought of because he is in love with her, he is becoming vulnerable. Why is he only vulnerable when she's around? That doesn't make any sense either. If he's making himself vulnerable because he's in love with her, he'd be vulnerable, period. 
So mm. why is he only vulnerable when she's around? Once again, that convenient <laughs> plot armor. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, that's what I mean by looking for some form of consistency. Like, what what are the rules, and are they sticking to these rules? And it just feels like there are no rules, and everything is just plot. Um, whatever mm. the plot needs, it seems to be what it is. So could very well be. <laughs> Um, which is, which as well as the story is written, I hate to see that. I hate to see that, uh, it's whatever the plot needs, considering how good of a story it is. And, and I don't feel like you need to warp the plot, uh, to make things fit with this kind of story. I think it's actually a story that can, uh stand on its own yeah like i don't feel like you need to do this plot stuff that they're doing like <sighs> and you don't need to explain everything like and i'm not saying they should you know do an episode where they do an exposition dump on how everything works but make a <laughs> rule and stick to it and make it make sense like make it make sense because it literally doesn't make sense that he's vulnerable because of her, yet he's not vulnerable all, but he's only vulnerable when she is near him. Like, it, it, like it just doesn't make any sense. And you could even say, well, he's vulnerable when she's near him because she's in danger, so it makes him vulnerable because he cares about her. And it's like, okay, well... Okay, so why does it stop when he's not in proximity to her? Right, and, and you, <laughs> it, it can be like because I guess then she's within sight of him, and so he's like, "Oh, Chloe's in danger in my sight," and it's like, well, "That what? That doesn't make any sense either." <laughs> like it, the, the entire the entire Chloe makes him vulnerable just doesn't make any sense. It, it just doesn't. Um, ah, oh, with that. <sighs> I really hate it when he does that. I get what you're saying, though, and it's... Like I've been saying most of this, it's basically just plot armor. Yeah, it's basically just plot armor. But uh, I also agree with you that, you know, the... The writing is good enough that it should be able to stand on its own without having to use those convenient plot armors just to, you know, add tension or, you know, increase the drama or whatever. Yeah. You would think. Yeah. Um, and while I do like the interactions between the characters, when you first meet Lucifer, I don't know how anyone likes him. Like he's he's a giant asshole. Like how? Well, he, I mean, he is the devil. Like he's just like his uh, his relationship with Aminadiel is literally self inflicted because he's a dick to Aminadiel and Aminadiel is a dick to him. <laughs> like, and uh, the other the other detective. Uh... 
Dan. And Whoa. then that that brings up for me at least a uh, a little bit of a of a point. Well, um, Dan is purely Lucifer's fault. From the absolute moment <laughs> Lucifer saw Dan, he was constantly shitting on Dan. Constantly. Detective douche. Yeah, just from <laughs> moment one. And it's like Lucifer, like why are you what? Like why are you being a dick? <laughs> like like you don't even but know. But then there's the guy. Uh, go ahead. There's one thing that kind of for me, I guess based in this, I don't know, some might call me racist for asking this, but uh so Chloe's obviously white. Mm-hmm. Dan is of some Hispanic origin, I'm assuming, but he's also very white-looking. So I would say maybe of Spanish ancestry, because people in Spain are just as white as every other European. Yeah. So how is it their daughter is brown? Mm. Um, no, I won't. Well... If we're if we're going off of him being of Hispanic, dis, uh, Hispanic descent, it makes sense. Um, because uh, Hispanics can have anywhere to very light skin, like a, a traditional white person, to very dark skin, like a black person. Like they they run the entire gamut. Um. So, if he is of Hispanic descent, it, that easily makes sense. Which we are assuming he is. They never actually go into it or anything. Right, but then I have to make the distinction. And some people don't get this distinction. Of Hispanic origin means from Spain. A Latin origin would be from, you know, Mexico, Central, and South America. Oh, my fault then. I thought he was from Latin descent. Well, well, see, that's why... Well, That's where it's kind of confusing for me, because he looks just as white as Chloe. Well, right. If he's and from it, Latin descent, then that explains that. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, so Answering you said Hispanic, <laughs> and I... You said Hispanic, and Hispanic to me is the same as uh, is Latin as well, which might be wrong on my part, but I was thinking Latin descent. So Ooh, shame. From, yeah, so I'm assuming he was from <laughs> Latin descent. You know? Yeah, it could be. More than likely. It's just one of those, like, I I was, you know, went upstairs to, to check on Christy or she needed something, and I saw, like, the three of them together, and I was like, how come he's white, she's white, but she's brown? Yeah. Yeah, Latin... De if he's of Latin descent, which is what I'm assuming, that explains that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. How long have we been talking? I'm trying to think. Is there anything else we can talk about specifically from Season 1? Um. Hmm. 
don't know. Um. Because, like I've said, for me at least, it's been it's been a good while since I'd seen the first season. Yeah, I rewatched it because I didn't remember as much about it either. Um. Oh, and uh, there's something in the first season that they made mention of when Amenadiel was yelling at Lucifer about returning to hell. And, okay, so this is the weird thing about Lucifer having quit his job in hell, right? Mm -hmm. Amenadiel implies that because Lucifer is not in hell as reigning as king, like he 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 states, where do you think all those damned souls go? And there was never an answer given, but that implies that when like a damned soul dies, now that Lucifer is no longer lording over hell, it doesn't go to hell. And then it was implied that Amenadiel is the one who was made to lord over hell while Lucifer is gone. Which is why he was so desperate to get Lucifer back because he didn't, because he hated doing it. He didn't want to do it either. So they imply that two different things are happening, and then they never really answer either one. Um, I don't know the show. Going back and rewatching it, the show has a lot of it, it does a lot of implying this and implying that and then going nowhere with it. Hmm. Um right. Also it it uh the more I watch the show, the more I don't understand why Lucifer's wings are so important. Um, source of his powers? It's not though. He cut them off and destroyed them in the first season. He burned them, but he was still mm. invulnerable as long as Chloe wasn't around. He still had super strength. Uh. He still could phase, dawn his devil face, still had his, you know, charisma ability. His wings don't actually seem to matter at all. They just seem to be vestigial appendages. But Amenadiel acted as if they were like, I don't know. The source of his power? <laughs> no, not the source of his power. He acted like they were. <sighs> the second penis and why did he cut it off? No, uh, like a family heirloom, I guess. Like, well, you're not wrong in, in thinking that way. <laughs> like, and even, uh, and even Lucifer, uh, treated them like they were something like incredibly important, but they don't seem to be important in any way. Especially when, and spoiler alert. Five, four, three, two, one. Especially when later in the in the season, uh, he just starts growing them back. Mm-hmm. Like he wakes up uh 
wakes up on the beach with feathered wings again. Yeah. And then he cuts them off and they grow back. And then he cut like he they grow he cut they grow back so many times that Linda and Amenadiel literally have trash bags of them that they take to a dumpster and burn them off. <laughs> like the, this great importance is placed on him uh, on his wings, but they don't seem to mean anything. Hmm. <laughs> so, so yeah, and that's what I mean by like there are all these Im these implied things that just go nowhere. The wings are super important. But he keeps growing them back, cutting them off, growing them back, cutting them off, and now we're burning them because there are too many of them. Like, well, okay. And so they're not important. It's implied that if he is not in hell, damn souls may not be going to hell, that they might be going rampant in the world. But that that just gets dropped, and we never hear about it again, ever. So I guess that wasn't the case. We well, kind of like in Little Nicky when the when his brothers leave and then the, the the gates to hell are frozen shut. Right, and then we're made to, and then it's implied that Amenadiel is the one who has been put in Lucifer's place as long as Lucifer isn't there. But that doesn't go anywhere because not only does Amenadiel come to Earth consistently, but when Amenadiel and uh, spoiler again five four three. Two, two, one. one. When Amenadiel becomes human because he loses his wings and his powers and is thus stuck on Earth, there is never any mention of what's going on in Hell. If another angel was put in his place to take over, and if not, are damn souls just running around rampant because there's no one in Hell to deal with it? And then later on in the seasons, the the demons that come up from hell talk about how hell is really bad without a king to take to to lord over it. So that actually implies that the seat has been empty since he left. Mm, right. So it, there don't seem to be any. See, the biggest the biggest plot hole in the show is that there don't seem to be any repercussions for Lucifer leaving hell. So why was he ever put in the position of lording over hell? Hmm. <clears throat> like, you asked too many questions, sir. Just enjoy <laughs> the show. Apparently. <laughs> but there seemed to be no repercussions for him having the having left. It it makes Amenadiel trying to get him to go back make no sense at all. Because nothing happened. Nothing happened. Like Lucifer hmm. left, hell was still hell. Nothing happened. So why was it so important to get him to go back? Why was Lucifer ever put in the position in the first place if hell is going to be hell whether he's there or not? There were already there were already demons in hell to handle all of the punishing and stuff. Lucifer didn't have to do that. <laughs> there, I mean, right. one of the things that they even imply is that while things may... Everyone keeps saying things have gotten so bad in hell, but they never explain how things have gotten worse in hell. And and demons seem to be fully capable of punishing 
those who need to be punished without Lucifer around to detect to to direct them. So why is it so important for Lucifer for Lucifer to be the king of hell and lord over hell? And why was he ever put in the position in the first place? It doesn't seem to matter. You know, I bet you Neil Gaiman would have it make more sense than the writers of the show would. <laughs> I mean, I still really enjoy the show, but as I watch it, these are things that pop up into my head. And I'm like, well, why was this important in the first place? And, and, and it makes it – and the reason it stands out so much is because this is the main focus of the show. Lucifer – having left hell and all these things trying to force him back to hell like Aminadiel trying to get him to go back talking about how God is so angry and and, and that's that's another thing it's like so <clears throat> like we spend all this time on uh uh like Aminadiel telling Lucifer that God is angry with him for leaving hell yet God never actually does anything like, Lucifer thinks he's doing things because it's all in Lucifer's head. But God never actually does anything. They even do an episode where God is like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> like, the only thing he does is he runs an experiment. What if Lucifer and Chloe never met? Would they still have been drawn to each other? Like, that's an episode later on. I vaguely remember that one. Yeah, that's the only thing we ever specifically see God actually do. And he even talks about how I don't, you know, I don't actually make anyone do anything. Mm. <laughs> so he's like, I haven't been interfering. It's not God's will or anything like that. He specifically states it. And he doesn't seem to be well, angry that, just... that Lucifer even left. <laughs> Well, that just makes me wonder if the greatest trick the devil ever played was to make us believe he didn't exist. Was God's greatest trick to uh, make us believe everything that happened is his fault <laughs> when it's not? Well, see, that's when the show is really good because it starts really delving into that theory that the devil isn't some evil being. He was someone who was given a shitty job. He hated it, and he left. And the job he was given made him public enemy number one, even though he did nothing wrong. Like, yeah, he rebelled, but they the way they talk about the rebellion, they talk about the rebellion as like... Uh, like when a uh, a son is like in his teenage years and his dad is punishing him for something he did wrong and the son kind of puffs out his chest. He's like, what are you going to do about it, old man? And then the dad is like, <laughs> well, time to whoop your ass and just, you know, kicks his ass like anybody else, right? And the son is like, well, I lost that. I am not ready to take dad on yet. They, that's kind of how they talk mm. about the rebellion. Like it was just, you know... Lucifer thought he could beat God, and God proved that he couldn't. And but that was the end of it, right? The only one, the only angel we run into that seems to show any real animosity towards Lucifer is Amenadiel when he first shows up. He seems to be the only mm. one who's angry with him. Every other angel that uh, that 
uh, shows up that talks to Lucifer remembers Lucifer as like the fun big brother that listened to their problems and cared about them. I think the only hmm. one, I think the only other one that may have had negative, that may have been like negative to Lucifer was I think uh, Gabriel. Hmm. Um, and I think right. even he was put up to it by Amenadiel, if I'm remembering correctly. Could be. So, <clears throat> uh, uh, good show, <laughs> but it it definitely has its faults. Like it, and its faults that it really shouldn't have is what it is. It's like you didn't even need to do these things, right? And if you were going to do these things, there were probably better ways you could have done them. Um, There's also definitely worse ways they could have done it. They could have made it like in, like the office, where you know it, you have a you know tension between Lucifer and Chloe, and then it cuts to like the reality type uh, video diary of Chloe. Like, well, I don't know why he was being such a. Beep. things like that but you're right yeah it's it's not bad but it could have been better but it also could have been worse well yeah and that's why i still like i would recommend lucifer to anyone to watch it is a fun entertaining show but when you start anything under scrutiny will show cracks right and Lucifer is far from the worst defenders of that. <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> this, is like, this is like far from the oh, worst what was, defender. What was the scrutiny from Game of Thrones? Oh. I mean, besides besides everything. Oh, well, the first couple of seasons were actually really well done. Um, Minus you, the fact that everybody was supposed to be like 13. Um, was everybody supposed to be 13? I didn't know. Yeah, like, that. Daenerys was, like, 13 when she was married off to Khal Drogo. Oh, well, yeah. Um, but you must not have heard about the... Have you not... Have I not said anything about the controversy over the last, like, two seasons? And how bad Yeah, where were? everyone's... Everyone's feminist icon, Daenerys, went crazy. For no reason, with no real build-up. Like, they gave flimsy, circumstantial reasoning for her to just go full nuts. Well, I mean, there's always the underlying reason. She's a product of incest. Remember the, the Mad King? Like, the whole Targaryen family, like, their legacy is incest. Well, right, but that's most royal families at that time. Most royal families at that time, uh, uh, did incest because they thought it kept their bloodline strong, and you know keep yeah. keep the royalty yeah. in the family. And the Targaryens, uh, the Mad King was the Mad King because he was nuts. It had nothing to do with the incest because when you when you remember who Jon Snow's father is and how everyone always described him, he wasn't insane. He was a good guy. The Oh, Eamon, right? Eamon's son? I don't remember. Or no, Eamon was, I think, the one... And the spoiler, in case anyone hasn't seen, you know, 
I think I stopped it the last two seasons because we couldn't afford the HBO, but, you know, that's whatever. Yeah, um, but at this point, when you find you out, haven't heard about the controversy and all the little tidbits, you've been living under a rock. I'm not going to worry about in spoilers a cave in for Afghanistan. Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to worry about spoilers for Game of Thrones. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was interesting when, uh, who was it? It, was, uh, it wasn't John, it was his fat friend. No, it was John. When he was uh, in the Night's Watch and the Maester... Well, he was, you know, complaining to the Maester that he should be out there. And then we find out the Maester is a Targaryen. Yeah. Thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, you some bitch. Well, but the, uh, the big reveal was that Jon Snow's father was uh, the uh, elder Targaryen brother. Because you had Daenerys, yeah. her brother, and then you had the older brother that, uh, that, uh, died. Yeah, that was killed. Um, and that's why, uh, uh, Ned took John in. Because he knew. He knew it was his sister's, he knew it was his sister's son. And, but he kept, he kept his sister, his sister's secret. Even to the point of pissing his own wife off. Yeah. But that's how, like, dangerous the secret was. Because if it was ever known that John was the heir Targaryen, his life would have been mm. constantly in danger. Yeah. Um, so, any other... Any final thoughts for Lucifer, other than what you've already said? Um, good show. Uh... Uh, once again, it's the character interactions that really carry the show. Um, the character and character inter- development, you said as well. Yeah, the character interactions and the character development um, are what really, really carry the show because they do a really good job on just people with their strengths and their flaws getting by in life and then learning to kind of deal with each other because that's that's a lot of the show too it's everyone trying to figure out how to deal with lucifer and then as lucifer kind of draws them all together because linda becomes part of the group because lucifer uh uh chloe mazikeen linda amenadiel they all become part of this familial group because Lucifer is the common thread that brings them all together and they all become very close uh, like close friends to the point where they become family Linda has a Menadil's baby yeah so (laughs) that those are the best parts of the show there are a lot of really really good character moments in this show and those are the best parts of the show Um, so I recommend it to anyone who's interested and also the CSI chick when she's wearing all the slutty clothes in, in that one place they have to go undercover. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ella is great. Ella's pretty great. She's kind of insane, but she's pretty great. Well, I mean, if you're going to be a CSI and stay being a CSI, you kind of have to be a little insane, I would think. Eh, you might have <clears throat> to be. But yeah, good show. I recommend it. I mean, even with... Even with uh, like things I'm pointing out that are negative, it's still a really good show, and I'd recommend it to anybody. 
who's who's looking for a just, good show to watch. Just ignore the plot armor and enjoy the show. <laughs> well, don't ignore it, but the that's one of the strengths of the show. It's good despite those things. Like when I rant and rave about Dragon Ball, it's because the show suffers because of those things. But Lucifer is good despite that. And that's the difference. Uh, a good show is going to be good despite those things. A bad show is bad because it suffers under those things. Like, Lucifer doesn't suffer because of those things. Alright. Alright, get your butt over here. We finally found this fucker. I'm literally right behind you. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh. Okay, so good final thoughts. Um, if I can remind myself to actually listen for the breaks that I'll put in post-editing or post uh, about For Honor. Okay. Um, let's see. How best to describe For Honor? It's it's your one-on-one -on -one kind of fighting game. It, it's a 1v1 fighting game, but not in the traditional way. It's not like a Tekken or Street Fighter or a... Uh, Mortal Kombat or, or Guilty Mortal Gear. Kombat. Yeah, it is... Uh, it's it's kind of a realistic fighter, I guess is the best way to describe it, because yeah. of the way that it it mechanically works. Because you're controlling a fully 3D character, and you have different angles you can attack from, you have different angles you defend from. Um, it would honestly be easier to show than it probably would be to explain, but I'm going to do my best here. Um... <laughs> But so you're controlling a single 3D fighter, um, and you have three angles. You have overhead, you have left, and you have right. These are the angles you block from, and these are the angles you attack from. And when you switch, uh, it's uh, when you switch to one angle. Uh, when you switch to an angle, you attack differently. Um, it's it's kind of it's. It is very close to being in a real fight. It, it, it's really close to how it feels to be in kind of a real fight. Um, uh, and, am I explaining this right? I'm not yeah. sure. You're you're doing a decent job. Uh, um, but I'll uh, I'll I'll help fill in when when you want me to. Um. You have you do have different classes. Um, my favorite is the Valkyrie. She's a spear and shield girl. Um, but you have uh, you have European knights. You have uh, you have uh, uh, Vikings, and you have uh, Eastern samurai, and you have uh, yeah, they just came out with a Chinese, a Chinese faction. Um, and each class has, like, its own strengths and weaknesses. Uh, I mostly know about the Valkyrie, so I'll kind of I'll explain her strengths and weaknesses. So for the Valkyrie, she, she uses a spear and a shield. So she's got long reach, 
pokes with her uh, spear, and she can deflect attacks on her shield. Now, the reason her shield makes the deflect special, because every class can deflect. It is an actual defensive mechanic. Um, but with her shield, she can dodge deflect and then attack afterwards. So she can, if she deflects you while she's dodging, she actually can get a free attack in. Um, and I believe it bleeds, so you take damage over time. Hmm. Um... Interesting. She also has like a full guard mode where uh, she um, where she's basically uh, invulnerable to attack, but she can can't uh, quit jumping in the rifts. Um, mm. So she'll she'll do kind of a back dash and she'll put her shield up and it guards her from all angles. She has, so, so she basically has a full guard. Um, and then she can cancel that guard into a charge attack, which will knock down the opponent if it hits. Um, it's kind of slow. It's not really all that good because it's kind of slow. It's very telegraphed. Um, she, uh, one of her, her moves, which is considered not very good, but I really love, is her spear lunge, where she'll run, jump in the air, and she'll... Uh, uh, and she'll stab with her spear, and it's an overhead attack. It's normally not very good. You guys should come over here to, to me. But, uh... <laughs> um, but it's normally not very... It's normally not very good, but I love using it. And when I was... This thing... <laughs> uh, when I used to heavily play the game, um, I used to love using it to uh, to catch people. Uh, I remember I was fighting against one guy, and I actually started running away from him, and he made the mistake of chasing me, and he only had like one more <laughs> hit left, and I immediately turned and jump-stabbed him, and, <laughs> and won the match. He had to have been so mad. I bet you mad. he wasn't happy. He had to have been so mad. Which is why I jump up onto the top whenever he does that shit. Yeah. You see, he's trying to attack me, but he can't because I've got the high ground. Oh, actually, everyone probably needs heals. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm. Here we go, overlapping heals. But, uh, it's pretty pretty apt description i would say it's a uh, a medieval combat game and like like gerald said you have three positions with which to attack and defend uh you got the overhead left side and right side attack and the same is the same with blocking so depending on the style of uh fighter you're using um that executioner dude i was playing the last character he's got a counterattack thing so if you and it's all about timing which is good but also kind of annoying at the same time so like if you're wanting to do a counterattack with the axe wielder you have to wait for the direction they have their thing aimed to turn red then you block and do the counterattack 
and that you know like i said the getting the timing is the sometimes the annoying part but it's it can be very satisfying when you actually land that counter attack and put the dude on their on their butt yeah um and so i started playing the story mode and was surprised that the character and first character i played as was a woman knight I sent a picture of her to Gerald, and I was like, "Is this Brienne of Tark?" It could, but be, it's but uh, nothing has been nothing's been proven yet. Yeah, but it's uh, like she's a vanguard, easy, uh, easy type. So she's got a, I guess you'd call it a hand and a half sword or a two-handed sword, and she. Uh, depending on if you can get through their guard, you know, she can really lay some damage in on them, and then doing the executions is kind of fun, too, at the end. Um, but I, I played through that with her, and it's... Uh, <clears throat> I was I was telling Gerald off-air about how some of these uh, AIs would just, like switch from up to left to right to up to down to left to, and just like cycle through them and I was like god that's annoying and he was like huh, you haven't played against actual people yeah because <laughs> that's an actual tactic so that you don't know what and, angle the uh, so you so your opponent can't tell what angle you're going to attack from and I akin that to the scene from Count of Monte Cristo where the they're doing the knife fight, and Luis Guzman's character is just tossing the knife between his hands, I guess, as a distraction tactic. Yeah. And, uh... So I was doing pretty good with her, and then when it switched me to the axe-wielding character, who's really slow. But if you can land a heavy attack, it does some pretty good damage. I hadn't realized he was like a, like, like I think you had said there's like certain skills. So like there's Vanguard, which is the, you know, dash in and attack. The axe wielding guy, he was like a, a counter attack heavy, and his uh, his class is a hard type, which was evident because I was having to heal myself more than I did with the. Uh, with the female knight character. But then that's when uh, the game teaches you about the counterattacks. And you fight one of the Vikings. He's a giant Viking with... Uh, and, like, they try to start you fighting out on the frozen lake, but come to find out that ice will uh, break. So I ran back to land as fast as I could. And he was going ham on those attacks. It was... It took me a couple tries to be able to successfully land a counterattack on him. Yeah, I think you're. So, uh, I think that fight is against a conqueror, and they're really, really good at defending themselves, and they have a bunch of like multi-angled unblockable attacks. So they can come. They can start their attack at like a left or right angle, and then do an overhead unblockable. And the only way to stop an unblockable attack is to deflect it. Um, so they kind of get. They they tend to kind of get a little bit of uh of guarantee. They get a little bit of guaranteed damage. 
Yeah. Um, and if this dude had like massive health attention. too. Yeah, like you you have to really pay attention to them, so or else they'll just get free damage. Yeah, and it was uh, like I said, it took me a couple tries, but I finally got him. I had to. Uh, it was the one, like I said, you. I was starting the fight on a frozen lake, so my uh, secondary goal was to destroy the catapults. Yeah. And this guy's at the second catapult, so I just hung back, stabbed him with the point of the axe a bunch, got him down to like a quarter health, and then it went to the cutscene of being of me being tossed onto the lake and then ran back over to land and I think two counterattacks killed him. So and then that's where I stopped. Cause I think that was Friday night and it was like now that's three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm really going to hate myself tomorrow when I have to wake up at 6. Yeah. But, uh, so my thoughts, it's a very interesting game, very interesting fighting combat system. I'm more than likely, likely going to play it some more just to get through more story and Unfortunately, that Valkyrie character you like, I think that only comes with, like, purchasing a season or something. No, she should be part Are of you? the base game. Okay. Well, I'll have to see if I have to work on getting her and see if I like her. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say I was lucky because I got it for free. Not sure if I would have paid full game price for it. So. I didn't regret doing so. I got to get back into it, really <laughs> sit down and learn it again. Because um, they've changed so much, and they've they've balanced the characters so differently. Um, so I, I I like I have I'm going to ha actually have to sit down and play it. Um, it's a really good game, though. It was really popular when it came out. The problem is the developers were too slow in fixing real <laughs> problems with it that they uh -huh. should have which and these are problems that they should have been working to fix immediately and they didn't and so people fell off of it and now they've decided to fix those problems but it no longer has the popularity it had so which <laughs> sucks because it's it's actually a really good game like so that Right. I mean, that's on them for being slow in fixing issues that that you needed to have been on top of. So, but uh, yeah, those are my final thoughts too. It it, it is a good game. Um, I would uh, recommend anyone to just try it out, see if they like it. Um. But it is a, uh, I do believe it is a purchase game. If you can get it for free or get it on sale, then do that. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, if you like fighting game, if you like fighting games as a genre, um, it's definitely one that I recommend adding to your collection because it's actually it's mm -hmm. actually pretty solid and pretty fun. Like I I have fun playing it. Um, And they do a pretty good job on the story. Um, it also has like a a, a, a 
another mode where you do different tasks um, uh, and missions and it's like a uh, it's like a faction supremacy kind of uh, mode uh, and the more you do for your faction the more territory your faction owns and so and then at the end of that seat and it does it in seasons and at the end of the season if your faction has done really well you get a bunch of free rewards and stuff like that uh the characters can be customized there are skins ornaments uh different helmets different weapons different shields uh different emblems different colors you can put on them so you can very much customize your character to look different from any other character even if you're playing the same class as someone else your characters can vastly be uh, can be vastly different in the way they look so I don't remember this turtle being over here. Hmm? Over here next to Moira. A turtle. Oh. Yeah, there's a turtle here eating a thing of apples. <laughs> oh, I think that might be new. It might be new. I'm not sure. Hope to get some new customers today. Hmm. Okay, so um Reminder to put spell go on to the next topic. Mm. Uh, we have those two asterisks, asterisk ones. Did you want to maybe save those for if we have more time at the end? Because uh, we got onto a good rant about sexy women in games off air. Oh, with the uh, with the bathing suit armor and stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't mind talking about whichever. To pick one. Oh yeah, let's go with that because uh, I remember it was that uh, it was that Facebook post that I had seen showing uh, one of the characters from Mortal Kombat Nine with the you know the decent sized chest wearing bikini armor, and then for Mortal Kombat Eleven she had a a a, a code titties reduction and was had like a more modest armor set on and someone was like this is why we don't need SJWs in games yeah they were they were ranting and raving uh, oh before we get into this uh, does do we get um, do we get heroic stones from escalation that's a good question because I need oh not heroic stones sorry I need shining arc stones can we get those from escalation it doesn't give me the option of looking at what the rewards are. I'm not sure, but you need the shining yeah. stones. That's a heroic patrol. Right. I was asking because ex escalation is quicker and more efficient, so I wasn't <laughs> sure if we could get them from Escalation <laughs> instead of doing a freaking heroic patrol. Well, we could try doing an Escalation and see. I mean, it won't be like 10 at a pop. You might get one or two, um, but do the, if you can, do the second set of them. Uh, I oh. can only do the 1 through 13. Yep. Switch lead over to me, I'll do a, the up to 50. And if we get a 40 escalation, we'll get that dragon that we can ride. Okay. Um, 
But uh, yeah, that was the one where the the guy was complaining that the women in Mortal Kombat were all cut co- were covered up now, you know, in armor or clothing that makes sense for them to go into combat with. And don't get me wrong, I'm all <laughs> about sexy women in games. Like, uh, but I also don't like the notion of bikini armor. That's not what armor is. <laughs> like, and. As long as they keep, uh, as long as they keep like those kinds of costumes in the game, so that you can switch over to them, I don't see the problem. I really like the new designs for the girls um, in Mortal Kombat, and that they're more realistic. That they're uh, and they look good on them. I don't like women can be sexy and still be covered up. <laughs> like <laughs> women can be sexy and covered up, you know. So what are we um, back in the back in the twenties? Oh, look at her ankles; she's a slut, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I know, right? It's like you, you do know women can be attractive and sexy and still be covered up, right? It's like, <laughs> but it's like they're like what? Like, and uh, I think I was talking about how Melina was, I think, the most, uh, the biggest uh, example of basically wearing nothing while fighting um because like back in like mortal kombat 4 or 5 or 6 she basically just had on a string bikini um like like band-aids and a piece of cloth pretty much um (laughs) and it was like hey that's fine i got no problem with that but then to get mad when they actually put some clothes on her like get out of here like stop your whining <laughs> like and, and that's the thing i'm like if you want porn just go look at porn like it's everywhere and and there's a reason we say anything on the internet there's porn of if you want rule 34 if, if you if you want porn for the girls in mortal Kombat, just look up mortal Kombat porn you'll find it <laughs> there's a, you, you might like, have to pay for it but you'll find yeah, it yeah but you'll find yeah. it so you sitting here the fact that there are sources for you to go to 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 basically get what you want and more but you're going to complain about them not being in skimpy outfits in the video game it's fucking stupid it's so <laughs> stupid <laughs> Like and once again, like I said, is and if they keep that kind of stuff as like a costume, then that's fine. Because I'm not gonna act like I don't like it when uh uh when the uh uh when the girls are in skimpy outfits. Like I'm a guy. Like I I absolutely like that kind of thing. Um, don't oh, cause it slows down my dodge. Um. But I'm not gonna sit here and complain when they, when the girls are put in the really good outfits or armor that makes sense, that looks good on them and is functional. <laughs> like I like when my badass girls are in functional stuff. Mm, right. <laughs> tasteful but deadly. Yeah, tasteful but deadly. Like it, it's such a a non-argument. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Sam fanboys might say otherwise. 
my anime waifu should be should be naked at all times. Like, guy, that's just <laughs> porn. Just go watch porn. It is literally easily accessible. Just go watch porn. In fact, I can recommend a couple hentai for you. <laughs> Uh, oh, Let's see, there's Spaceship Agarooter. That was a good one. Spaceship Agarooter. <laughs> I remember that yeah, you, one. On, in yeah, hindsight, one who... it's not as good as I remember it. Well, if you're just there for the, for the hentai part. I mean, who wouldn't want an android that teaches you how to sex them good? True. <laughs> Don't worry, it's on its way. <laughs> it's on its way. So there's evidently uh, um, woke people that want their sex bots to tell them no. What? Yeah. That literally defeats the purpose. If even your <laughs> sex robot that you purchase can tell you no, that literally defeats the purpose. Now, I can understand it if they want it because that's an arousing thing for them. Like, that's a thing that gets them aroused when it says, you know, the no. Um, because they like to, like, role play because people have, like, rape fantasies and stuff like that. So I can understand that. But if they're, like every robot should have that implementation that kind of defeats the entire purpose well no it's not that they want all of them to to have it but it's just like okay so you're gonna spend ten thousand dollars on a sex bot that will tell you no you could pay nothing and go to, up to a hot girl in a club and get the same thing right <clears throat> oh no maybe that's just me well that's all i don't know that seems that also seems kind of suspect too, though, because they they wanted to they, they want the no, and then they still want to be able to get the sex afterwards. Um, so that's why I brought up like rape fantasy. Mm. Yeah, and I don't know. Shouldn't kink shame people, but you know, there's some that are like, why, what, what, what happened? To make you like this kind of kink, I don't know. People can be into some really, really weird stuff. Like, I like cuckolding is is a is an actual thing. There's a whole kink along a whole kink community around that. Okay, we're, we're like a dude. Focus. Are we all going after this? Ugh, never mind. I'm down. <laughs> Get up, do work. We also lost a person. Well, the good thing with it being escalation, I don't think that Rift Stalker can drag us down into the umbral pit. No, but it can pretty much do that spinning tail smack and knock me the fuck down. <clears throat> so, okay. So, sexy women in games, brief topic. Um, well, so, how about extreme... Hmm? 
Well, okay, not so brief topic. Um, well, I guess that's all there is. I mean, I suppose that's all there is to say about it. it, it it's a silly, it's it's a silly thing to get upset and be like, the women in my video games aren't in are in too much clothing. <laughs> Their armor makes too much sense. It's it's such a stupid and inane complaint. Well, it's been a complaint that's actually been going on. Like, uh, I'm sure I know there's the the bad kind of feminists that say that it's sexist, and you know how come the male characters aren't in a in a speedo and they literally are though see that's the thing about the feminist side of that argument where they're like well why aren't the men being exploited and it's like they literally are though the, the men run around without shirts on they uh uh goro was in nothing but a speedo who was a giant fully muscled forearm dude um freaking uh in the new one, Kodo Khan is in nothing but basically a loincloth. <laughs> like, they are, though. And for women to be like, well, why are all the women in skimpy clothing and stuff? It's like, because this is a... Because the majority of the audience is men. And we want to see sexy women. Like, period. Oh, oh. And there's nothing... Sorry, Gerald, you've just been cancelled. <laughs> Apparently. Like... <laughs> Like, apparently. <laughs> it's like, it, that is such a stupid question. Why are all the women in this male, in this largely male audience game always sexy and good looking? It's because, well, because it's a male-oriented game, so we want the attractive women. Simple as that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and... There's, first off, nothing wrong with that because these games are meant to entertain us and we're meant to be able... Oh, okay, that's dead. Uh, these games are meant to entertain us. So there's nothing wrong uh, with that. Oh, now it can't... Oh, God, mother... Yeah, we should have focused on the Riftstalker first. Yeah, we really should have. But yeah, and uh, there there is, I know of at least one exception to the rule of only hot women in you know, hot women characters in games, and that's, uh, oh god, what was her name, from Borderlands 2, uh, Moxie's daughter. Oh, Ellie? Yeah. And Ellie was great, though. Like, yeah, Ellie's, like, great. She's, uh, back in Borderlands 3, too. Uh, Ellie's hmm. great. What? Like, I don't want yeah, to have sex with Ellie, but Ellie is great. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you want to have sex with her? Because I'm not attracted to her. Is she not a woman? Her. She is, but I'm not attracted <laughs> to her. Like, sorry, I'm not into 300-pound women. <laughs> oh, you just got canceled again. That's fine. I'm not going to have sex with a 300-pound woman just because people disapprove. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I know plenty but, of women know. who aren't into 300-pound dudes. I think we got into this discussion, too. It is so stupid for... Because we got on the subject of incels, which I thought was yeah. involuntarily single, but it's involuntarily celibate. And I was like, oh, that's stupid. They can shut right the hell up. If you're in... You're yeah. not involuntarily of... You can't be involuntarily celibate. There are too many ways to not be. 
like put some money together, <laughs> go to Vegas and hit one of those brothels. You, you won't you won't be celibate for much longer. Like there's no such th like involuntarily celibate doesn't make any sense. Um, and first off, if you aren't attracted to and wouldn't want to have sex with a 300 pound woman, why would a woman be attracted to and want to have sex with a 300 pound man? Like, don't, ex don't expect what you were unwilling to do yourself, right? I mean, <laughs> I don't weigh 300 pounds, and I work out so that I don't weigh 300 pounds. Because if I, if I don't like that, I can't expect, uh, I can't expect the women that I'm attracted to to be interested in that. So it, it is such a silly argument. <laughs> you motherfucking cat bitch. <laughs> Um, I like that motherfucking cat bitch. Really? Yep. Oh, look at this. There's motherfucker finally jumping up. Yeah, I've used up all my revives. <clears throat> so get him, get him, fuck him in the face. Try him, but need healing. But yeah, um, yeah, that could be a, another topic we discuss, other than just the brief bit about incels. Mm. Oh, well, I'm down. But, yeah, it's just, it, it is dumb. There's nothing, first off, there's nothing wrong with having hot, sexy women in video games, because these are meant to entertain their audience, and their audience is mostly male. Get over it. And for any hmm. woman to go, well, men aren't objectified like that, bullshit. They're objectified hmm. constantly. Uh, He-Man in the so look at every look at every every male superhero look at every male uh, almost every single male lead in any role hell Lucifer is a prime example he's this tall really handsome dark British handsome. guy tall dark and handsome right yeah. it's like at what point in time have men not been just as objectified as women like it, it, you see billboards yeah. with men in nothing but their underwear. Video games always have. So, so where are the the the, the tubby three hundred pound men in video games? There's two examples that I know of. One, one, one of the male cast is in Tekken, and another one is in Street Fighter Four. Rufus and I forget the name of the guy in Tekken. Those are the only two examples of so what a about hefty a guy. E Honda in the first Street oh, Fighter. Well, no, because E Honda doesn't count. E Honda's a sumo wrestler. You have to be built like that to do that sport. Hmm. And and yeah, if true. you look at E Honda, he's nothing it's but muscle. muscle. He's <laughs> nothing muscle. but muscle. <laughs> but oh, but that's not objectifying, though. It's not objectifying when every man in a you know when men are either so and this is uh i remember a uh one of the youtubers that i watch angriest pat brought it up the fat evil so men come in two varieties when it comes to like movies tv shows and stuff either they're really attractive and hot and confident all the things that women want in a man or if they are hefty and tubby they're ugly and they're evil they're automatically mm. evil if they're ugly in any way. Mm. And that's the running trend. 
oh, but men aren't objectified at all. It's like, yeah, they are. But as men, we just don't <laughs> care. And we're, and we're told, and as men, we're told, well, if you don't like it, fix it. But we're not coddled and told that, well, it shouldn't be that way. We're just told to suck it up and deal with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so get out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> It'd be like, you know, you have a choice between me or the guy who plays Captain America. Who do you think that chick's going to pick? Pretty much. Uh, like, and that's like, that's like with uh, Henry Cavill playing Superman and whatnot. Like that dude, it, it, like those kinds of roles, he is he is put through a strict workout regime because that guy is built like a front. He's a monster. Hmm. Like he's made out of nothing but muscle. <clears throat> Look at the hmm. the guy that plays Thor. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah. Like he wouldn't be. Like, would he be playing Thor if he was, like, uh, was I Shit. not already down? I could have sworn I was already well, you down. Were... Uh. Well, it looked like you are in the process of reviving me, but, yeah. No. But, like, uh, even in Endgame, when he's got the fat suit on, he's still attractive. Yeah. So, it's like... Well, he looks... He looks like the Norse version of Big Lebowski. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, like it is, it is, it is such a half truth when any woman goes, women are objectified more than men. Like, no, it's just men give less of a shit about it than women. And if we do say something about it, we're told to suck it up and walk it off. No one cares. The only reason anyone mm. takes your the only one the only reason anyone's going oh women are objectified is because when anything happens to a woman everyone automatically cares about it but if something happens to a man no one gives a shit mm. right. like uh, a really good example of it was an article that was written about a woman who ran onto a baseball field and she started running around grabbing the baseball players asses and they do they show yeah. a picture of it and the the last guy who's like one of the guys whose ass she just grabbed he's just laughing about it it's cuz we mm -hmm. don't give a shit like we don't care yeah, well, you get a guy out on a on a on a women's major league soccer field grabbing their butts and then every single guard in the stadium is dogpiling that guy. Oh yeah, he's in jail. Like he is he is not only in jail, but now this is a huge campaign against toxic masculinity. Look look at what this man did. He ran on the field and just started sexually harassing women and touching them. It's like the difference here <laughs> is that you Give, the difference here is that that in this context of her just running out and doing something goofy and silly and stupid is as men, we don't really take it seriously. We don't really care. But as women, every small infraction is seen as a capital offense. Right? <laughs> So not, not just a capital offense, but a slight against womankind. Well, right. 
Um, and I'm not saying that in in certain cases that is not the case, but the difference is, so if a man is, let's say he, he's married, he's faithful to his wife, he's sexually harassed by his boss, and, he's, and he speaks out about it, everyone just kind of tells him to shut up and ignores it and doesn't care. If a woman who's faithful to her husband is harassed by her boss and she says something about it, everybody automatically gives a shit. Everyone cares that she was in some way attacked. So men have to deal with a society of a society whose outlook is if you're a guy, suck it up and walk it off. No one cares. So we learn to suck it up, walk it off and not care, which is terrible. Another big thing. (laughs) There's another big thing about that too. So say that, you know, you got that wife faithful to her husband doesn't like her boss he sexually harassed me didn't happen but guess what yeah and like without any evidence whatsoever he's done (laughs) you're not working in that time again off it off of an accusation he's done but we've had that conversation (laughs) well you had that conversation i couldn't hear anything oh wow I don't think we had that conversation on the last podcast, though. I think we've had that conversation podcasts ago. No, the like the accusation got Depp fired from being Captain Jack Sparrow, but like recorded evidence of her saying, "Yeah, I beat him, and he oh, should man uh, up," but but she's still that character on Aquaman. Yeah, uh, as far as we know, apparently her posi- her her job was in jeopardy. But if she if that had been reversed and we'd had concrete evidence of uh of uh Johnny Depp doing it, having done that, that would have been the end of his career. Period. Done right then and there. But hers is just <laughs> up. It, hers is up for review. <laughs> it's like, mm. but women want to mm. talk about double standards, right? Mm. Like, and right. the thing is, it's not that double standards are a good thing, but to ignore that women have just as many detrimental double standards as men do is—it's it, insanity. It's literally—it's it, literally—it's literally saying, um, "Well, I shot you in the leg, but how dare you shoot me back in self-defense?" Right? Hmm. <laughs> That's literally what it's saying. Like, I attacked you. How dare you defend yourself? Well, <laughs> uh, that's another segment of an episode. Huh? That's a whole episode we could do of victim mentality. <laughs> like, you know, uh, a certain a certain cla- a certain type of kid breaks into a, another certain type of person's house. That kid gets shot. Oh, he's a victim. He didn't know any better. Doesn't matter that the the dude who owns the house has like a broken jaw, clavicle, like his collarbones broken, but you know, he shot in self defense. Now he's the bad guy. Yeah, I tend to bring up this uh example a lot, but that's also uh that's the same thing as uh the ladies whose house was broken into because the thief came in through the skylight and fell on some of her kitchen knives and then sued her and won. Yeah, that was from Liar Liar. Hmm? Yeah, in uh, in Liar Liar, Jim Carrey's uh, assistant, Mm. like, she quits and she was like, you know why? Because I had a friend who a dude broke into her house, 
but fell through the ceiling, landed on a kitchen knife, and sued. And he won because of lawyers like you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is so. insane. <laughs> like, it... Like, it was proven the guy had broken into her house with intent to steal, but for somehow he was able to sue her for injuring himself while committing a crime against her. It was the most insane. It's the most insane thing. Insane, asinine, all that good stuff. Like, like <laughs> that's. And the thing is, we're still there. We're still in the world. We're still in a world that allows that kind of thing. Hmm. Like, yeah, the victim like... mentality. <laughs> you want to do another escalation? Uh, we. Uh, I don't think I got any uh, shining stones out of that, though. I think we just have to do a. Uh... A patrol. Yeah, unfortunately. Patrol. Oh, is. you're the. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's really, really, it's really stupid. I think we got way off topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, not that it's a bad thing. Yeah, sexy girls and sexy men in media, not a bad thing. Stop freaking the fuck out. Um. <laughs> uh, people freaking out over their men or their women not being in skimpy enough clothing. Just go watch porn. <laughs> like, stop it. Like, Rub one out. Yeah, like, be fine. stop it. <laughs> just, just stop it. Just. Um. But yeah, uh, incels. That's what hookers are for. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's literally what they're for. <laughs> and there are legal ones in Las Vegas. Like, go get laid. Actually, it's not Vegas. Clark County does not allow prostitution. Well, right, but... Uh, anywhere outside Nevada, of Vegas. My apologies. Yeah, anywhere in outside Nevada. of Vegas. Um, yeah. But it's literally legal in Nevada. Go get laid. Stop this nonsense. <laughs> you Save up you the know, money, ten, take that, a road trip, that... go get laid. <laughs> That that ten thousand dollars you were saving up for a sex spot that will tell you no, use it to go to Vegas. Yeah, use it to, <laughs> use it to go to Nevada, and and just hit up a brothel, like jeez, like if it's that important for you to if it's that important for you to get your dick wet, just go pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like oh, I. Dude, I wouldn't be ashamed. It's like, like if it were me, if I was like, yeah, I go out all the time and I talk to women, but I just can't seem to get laid. Fuck it, I'm gonna go pay for it. And anyone who gives me shit over it is, I'm just gonna be like, actually, it works out fine because I can pay the woman, I get what I want, and then we go our separate ways without any of the other messy bullshit involved. So while you're sitting here complaining to me about how much you want to kill your wife because she's getting on your fucking nerves, I just got my dick sucked and then I went home and played some video games and I had a great day. <laughs> dear Diary, it was the best day ever. Yeah, Dear Diary, best day ever. Wrong <laughs> false guard. Bleh. Yeah, we get 10 Shining Arc Stone for completing, or a patrol bonus of 10. 
Nah. But base reward is 10. So if you got patrol bonuses, put them bitches on. Okay, so no $10,000 on the sex robot that tells you no. Go to Nevada, get your dick wet. Dear Diary, it was the best day ever. Gotcha. Dear Diary, best day ever. <laughs> All right. So this will probably be a brief one, but you had said this as a suggestion. Extreme sport. Oh, I completely forgot oh. about that. I meant to – well, let's move on to another one. We'll do that one another time because I completely forgot about it, and I didn't read up on any – like, I didn't read up on all the different extreme sports. And if there's one that I'd be – that I'd actually want to do. Okay, so that leaves two topics left then. And the question is, do you want to get political, more political or not? I am. I, <laughs> I'm not sure what the question is. Do I want to get political? I never want to get political. Do politics happen, and do they need to be talked about? Yeah, often enough. I don't know. We might need to do research on this one because this this is this is when I wrote down because you didn't know what a gulag was. But we might want to do some more research on that. But just briefly, it was talking about Bernie supporters and wanting to send people to the gulag and it being a rehash of Stalinist Russia. Oh. But we'll save that. Oh, okay. What's that? No, 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 that's fine. If we're just going to save that one for later, we'll just save that one for later. Well, I mean, do you have some good talking points? Because I can, I can say there's... You know, there's been documented in social media, I think it was Project Veritas did, like, hidden camera recordings of uh, some Bernie uh, ground, like, on-the-ground supporters just talking. Well, and Didn't we also already talk about this subject on the behind-the-scenes? Mm. Did we do that yesterday? I, we were definitely talking about the Stalin thing. Because we uh, akin it to uh, Interstate 60. That might have been last week. It was probably last week. No, that was literally the last one we did yesterday and or Friday. Friday. Hmm. It was literally yeah, it was the one Friday. we did Friday. You okay. were drunk yeah. and have slept since then. So. <laughs> Damn it, he found me out. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the reasons I tell you to stop doing that. Oh, <laughs> um, well, hey, I'm not drunk today, so there's that. So, uh, yeah, we talked a little bit about that. So, if we talked about it on the behind the scenes, we'll just leave it on the behind the scenes. Oh, oh crap! Run away! Run away! Run away! Run away! Run away! Stupid tree! <laughs> Stupid tree! <laughs> Stupid tree almost killed me. <laughs> Stupid tree almost killed me. Ugh. Ooh, that was close. Uh, that was a little too close for me. <laughs> okay, so then, uh, so we'll nix that topic. And then you had said we should talk a little, a little more about anime. So I had chosen Fully Cooly, since it's a four-episode season, and there's a new season coming out. Uh. And it was. Uh, it was definitely one of my favorite, weird, very Japan-centric anime. 
it's hard to talk about. It's hard for me to talk about Fooly Cooly because I am. I don't feel like I'm smart enough to understand like the tropes that are going on there. Well, the most basic one is that Fooly Cooly is sex. Well, yeah. So when there's, anyone there's a lot of sexual things. I, it, well, it's supposedly a it, it's supposed to be a lot about like growing up and maturing. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, like the Nauta's brother's girlfriend kind of has a thing for him just because he's a kid, and then when he I thought it was uh, because he was because she was using him as a replacement for his brother. Yeah, but it's specifically she likes him because he's a kid. And he would get the orange juice without the pulp. And then when he asks for orange juice with the pulp because of, uh, I don't know, um, that's when she starts losing interest in him. Right. But, uh, yeah, well, well, maybe not, maybe not the best one to start that off with. <laughs> I just picked it because it was short. There's four episodes. But, okay, so what other anime could we talk about that we've both seen? Uh, we might have to pick some to watch, both watch. I'm trying to think back to some of the ones you lent me, like oh. Get Backers was good. Uh, Dragon Drive was good. Dragon Drive was alright. I rewatched that, like, a couple of months ago. It, it wasn't too bad. Like, I mean, it was bad, but it's kind of a fun bad. Hmm. Ooh, how about uh, Tenchi? The Tenchi universe. I like... I, I, I do like Tenchi. Um, I don't know. What do, what do we say about the Tenchi universe? Lots of fan service. Wish I was Tenchi. Um, was it that much fan service? I don't remember it being very fan servicey. Well, like, the fact that every chick wanted him. Oh fuck! Run away! Run away! Run away! Run away! Ah, <laughs> uh, the tree saved me. <laughs> <laughs> They save you. They've been trying to kill me. <laughs> oh. Well, that's because like I, I found a tree far enough away that I could just kind of put my back to it and try to walk walk away, and it wasn't slowly dragging me. Healing thing up. Conveniently right where he's uh, butt at. Um, okay, so we'll scrap that anime segment for now. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if we're going to talk about anime, I want to be able to talk about, like, what the anime is trying to say and stuff. And, like, have an in-depth conversation. But right now, I don't know, my brain's just not geared for it. <laughs> like, I just don't have anything to say right now about it. Because uh, I'd have to rewatch a lot of... Uh, I'd have to rewatch a lot. Hmm. Um, yeah, we both would. 
Like, I want to talk about Fooly Cooly, but I need to rewatch it. Like, mm. I'm pretty sure I have something to say about it, but it's been so long since I've seen it. I don't remember everything, and uh, so I can't really talk about it. Um, and if we go by, like, anime that I've watched recently, um, they aren't ones that you've seen, too. So we'll ha we'll have to pick a couple off of uh, oops, we'll have to pick a couple off of uh, Netflix to sit down and actually rewatch through, um, or watch for the first time and we can give our thoughts on it. Yeah, sounds like a plan. There was that one uh, that I started watching that's kind of interesting. Uh, where it's like the corporation settled their disputes by fighters fighting to the death. Yeah, I saw that. That was silly. <laughs> that it was, was silly. It was, though. Like, that one was pretty silly. Like, I think I, I would I like. Uh, good. So I think I would like put it on while I was eating dinner between, you know rounds of destiny or something yeah i didn't get very far into it but it was like four or five episodes so then that reminds me of the one that you really liked that i didn't really care for um gilgamesh like you really liked it but i was like eh I don't know. Makes Gil me think. Gilgamesh struck me as just weird enough. I think is what mm. it was. Like, because Gilgamesh is so weird. Um, it's not necessarily good. And I'd have to rewatch it to tell you like what he's trying, like if it's tr what he's trying to say, if it's trying to say anything. Right. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we, we will. We'll. Uh, we'll pick an anime. We'll. We'll see if, if there's an anime that we can both watch that we haven't seen that we can uh, watch and critique. Aight, 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 aight. Got him. I'm not saying it was me that landed the final blow, but I did my my grounded dash and he fell over, so there's that. <laughs> okay, so that should be it's twenty arc stone for me, should be at least ten for you if you don't have any hunt passes, but you should have some patrol passes. Uh ten there and ten there. So yeah. I got the twenties. Uh, and there was one other thing I wanted to say in my intro that I forgot about, even though I wrote it down. Mm -hmm. February 18th is the re the release date of the digital version of Epic Card Games. Ah, Definitely okay. waiting for that. Gotcha. Oh, did we wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day? Is that? I think on the uh, past. Yeah, we did that on Friday. 
Yeah, that was the behind the scenes. When we did the... So, hope everybody had a, uh... Had a happy Valentine's Day. Yes, happy belated corporate, um, Hallmark, uh, Lifetime Channel holiday for you. Unfortunately, there's not too many holidays that aren't, uh corporate cash cows <laughs> like every holiday has been commercialized to the point where it's just about getting consumers to spend money on it <laughs> well like even like the veterans day mattress sale or the memorial day mattress sale <laughs> well even black friday <laughs> is a way to get consumers to purchase so that companies can put themselves back in the green uh, it's, it would be black or back in the black. No, black. Yeah. yeah, it's in the black. Whatever corporate jargon that is supposed to be. <laughs> like, everything has been commercialized to the point where it's just about getting consumers to buy things. So. Yes. Yeah. Work a job, spend money. Pretty much. Pump, pump out children so they can spend money. <laughs> Pretty much. I think we brought up that too. How we no one ever expected idiocracy to become a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> like, Brondo, it's got what plants crave. Right. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> that goddamn movie. Uh, and the and the funny thing about it is, like the left, like I see a lot of, uh, I've seen Facebook posts from people I know that are that are liberal left leanings and they'll be like yeah idiocracy became true and then they they always use that you know the brondo it's what plants crave tagline to insult right people or conservatives but the same could be said just as easily for people on the left because they have their their idiot stuff that they lean into wholeheartedly well, yeah. If you if you watch Idiocracy, it's it's plainly obvious that it's a satire of both of both parties. It is outright a satire of both. Like it's a satire about humanity as a whole, but you can easily see where li the liberal extreme went too far and the republic extreme went too far. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> Too much extremism. Mm. <sighs> Extremes are usually the problem. Going to the extreme well, is usually the problem. And that's usually because it's only the extremes that get media play. Well, it's also because the the extremes are the dangerous ones. Like they're not, they're like usually I, the ones out there breaking the law. And I think I brought it up in the behind the scenes about the horseshoe um, mm -hmm. diagram for politics. You did. Where, you did. yeah, where, well, that's on the behind the scenes. So whoever hasn't listened to it, that uh, the horseshoe is like basically the the back of the, the front of the horseshoe. Where if you're like hanging it upside down on a wall or you're hanging it on a wall, the part that's hanging up, that's the the normal sane people or you know people might call them the centrists and then going down the sides you've got the right and the left and you know you got the sensible sensible and then all the way down at the bottom is the insane fuckers 
and they're both insane. It's just on which side of the insanity do they sit? Yeah, just how insane are they today? Let's spin the horseshoe and find out. <laughs> hmm. So, can't really think of anything else then, I, so... I feel like we came bit, like ill-prepared for this particular podcast. <laughs> but I think it's just because uh, the topics we picked just don't have... There's not much... There's not a like a huge long conversation we can have about them I think um, well it could be but then you know we don't always have to have three hour long episodes I mean how long has this episode been going so far I do not know an hour and some change I think no longer than that probably two yeah about two well, hours and the... 17 minutes yeah, I was gonna say check, uh, check Twitch. Should say how long we've been streaming. Yeah. I mean, if it, uh, there will be times when we give our points of view, and then that's just the end of it. I mean, it happens. Mm. So if neither of us right. has really anything else to say about the current topics, we can just go ahead and end this podcast for the day. We'll come up with several, and and, and the thing is, what'll end up happening is we'll end this podcast, we'll come up with topics for the next one, and we'll come up, we'll, we'll get like seven different topics for the next one so that we can have a good long run time, and we'll spend almost four hours on two of them. Because <laughs> <laughs> we'll, well, we'll... you're not wrong. We'll sit down and we'll watch that anime, and then we'll both feel some kind of way about it, and then we'll have we'll both have these long, in-depth like point of views, and we'll be shitting on characters, and we'll be talking up characters, and we'll be talking about how the the main theme of the show and how that made it like, and that'll be two two and a half hours per person right there. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I really don't have much else to say past that. All right, so final thoughts. Uh is good. Go give it a watch. Um, even if you stuck around for the spoilers, there's so much more to that show. Really sit down and give it a watch. Like, watch, like, the first three episodes, and I think anyone would be hooked on it. Unless it's just not your kind of thing. Like, if it's, it might just not be your kind of show. But uh, but if anything about it sounds interesting, go sit down and watch it. You'll most likely love it. Um, For Honor, good game. Uh, I'd recommend it to anyone who's really into fighting games. Uh, they did a really good job on it. Uh, it sucks that it's not as popular as it used to be, but if more people get into it, perhaps its popularity will come back and you know, uh, the game will continue to progress and be added to. And they are still doing that, just it's not as at fast of a pace as if it was, you know, more popular. Um, yeah. Uh, incels go get laid. Uh, <laughs> stop complaining about the women in your video games having too much clothing on. 
Um, <laughs> uh, I think I'm good. Oh, and stop complaining that women are more objectified than men. You're literally not. You are factually, and it can be proven that you're not. <laughs> women, men are just as objectified in media as women are. <laughs> we just don't. It's complain a piece about of shit it. argument, and I can prove it mathematically. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the the only difference is we don't complain about it because society tells us to shut the fuck up because no one no one cares about our problems. <laughs> mm, ouch! Right in the feels. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, I'm not going to act like it's not rough being a woman, but the fact that a, the fact that a group of women will ignore how tough it is being a man is a bit ins is insulting. It is outright insulting. It is not it, it's not easy being it's not easy being a woman and it's not easy being a man. We're both just toughing it out as best we can. That sounds like lyrics to a song you should write. <laughs> Songwriting, I will leave to people who are much, much better at it than me. <laughs> well, good, good. Um, I don't have much other closing thoughts that uh, would wax as eloquently. So on that note, then, we thank everybody for giving us a listen um you can follow us at gsaeuts on twitter i just now opened uh this week opened a facebook group called gaming sessions and everything under the sun uh, you can gather there to you know give us feedback critical or uh constructive criticism give us ideas you might want to hear us talk about or, you know, just chat with fellow listeners or us. You know, I'll be checking on it uh, every so often to see if anyone has anything to say. Uh, we also have the gaming sessions and everything under the sun pay Facebook page. Um, not touching Instagram just yet until we get a little more uh, more famous. Got a, We've got enough uh, social media to manage now. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, you want to take us out, Gerald? Yep. Everyone have a good day. I hope you have a good week. And we will hopefully uh, be talking to you on the next podcast coming up. Uh, so take care, everybody. Have a good week.